Inside the Post-Dispatch. Welcome to the Inside the Post-Dispatch podcast. I'm Liz Miller. I'm Beth O'Malley. And today we are very excited to welcome our guest, Kevin C. Johnson. Kevin is the pop music critic for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. He's a graduate of the University of Maryland and has been the Post-Dispatch pop music critic since 1998. Liz and Beth, I'm so excited to be here and talk to you all today. Thank you, Kevin. We're so excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, today, we're going to discuss your work at The Post more broadly, but first, we want to talk to you about a recent column of yours that captured readers' attention and prompted a lot of discussion in the comments and on social media. Last week, in a column titled, Why I'm Not Comfortable Reviewing Morgan Wallen's Concerts in St. Louis, you shared an honest and thoughtful perspective on why you wouldn't be reviewing Morgan Wallen's two sold-out shows at Bush Stadium. For those unfamiliar with the column or with Morgan Wallen, first, we want to share some context. In February 2021, video surfaced of Morgan Wallen saying the N-word and other obscenities in a drunken rant outside his home in Tennessee. In the column, Kevin, you wrote, As a Black man, I don't feel comfortable occupying the predominantly white space that is a Morgan Wallen concert, though I've occupied many predominantly white spaces, professionally and personally, all of my life. End quote. It's a very powerful piece, and it drew a lot of attention. So, Kevin, first off, what has been the response to the column good or bad, that you've seen, and how has that made you feel? Well, thanks for calling a very powerful piece. I um, appreciate that. And the piece did mean so much to me, and I put so much into it. The response to my Morgan Wallen uh, column has been literally unlike anything that I have ever seen. I mean, from the moment it hit, it was just a non, it's been a nonstop firestorm, if you will, a barrage of comments on every social media platform that I have, uh, on the stltoday.com comments, my uh, my work email, my my uh, text inbox, my DM. I, I literally, for about three or four days, could not escape a resp- responses to me about the um, column, which is which is fine. Um, it it was it was I didn't expect some reaction out of this so I'm not shocked but it, it really uh went above and beyond what I could have imagined um and it was absolutely across the board I mean there, there was a huge 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 amount of support from people who I don't know I'm gonna be careful to say that who people who I don't know who just felt like I was being very very brave very transparent uh authentic courageous these these are things that they said about putting myself out there in that way in this column i got i got a ton of that i'm very appreciative and grateful for that um on the flip side of that and again definitely very expected was the extremely negative uh comments um i got one i'll share a few of them with you i got one from uh, um uh, on twitter um this person said on Twitter, um, as you read that statement from my column that started with, as a black man, blah, 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 blah. Well, this gentleman on Twitter started his response to me that said, as a white man, I don't feel comfortable occupying the predominantly black space that is downtown St. Louis, though I've occupied many predominantly black spaces professionally and personally all my life. And I just thought that was, to me, that was one of a, like a, a, a really wild, a wild comment for me. I was like, really? That's what you, that's, that's your response. That's what you say back to me. I just thought that was kind of, um, 
just just wild. Of course, there were people who says I need to look start looking for a new job, look for, look for a new gig. One person called it a, a stinking heap of words, and that uh, and it goes gets goes down from there. And how the old gods of journalism must be turning in their graves. Um, one woman who's a nurse said that um, she still has when when she gets a patient who commits a murder or a rape she still has to do her job. So what makes me think I don't have to do my job? Um, and I think that was a letter to the editor, to the um, editorial board for the Post-Dispatch. There's a local radio personality. I, I'll say his name. He, he, was, he said it publicly on Twitter, uh, Mark Reardon. He, he, he said that I have no problem when rappers use the N-word in their songs so like what's the what's the problem here and it's it's just mind-boggling to me that you would use a person could justify using um the n-word use hip-hop lyrics to justify the use of a white person saying the n-word that just really is 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 wild to me um and it, but again not totally expected not totally unexpected i know that st louis is a very huge country music city st louis loves his country also loves his classic rock but i think country might rule here so and so i knew there would be be some blowback and i and i definitely got it i i want to ask a quick question about um feedback from morgan or representative of morgan wallen but i also want to come back to that point about the n-word in hip-hop so first did you get any feedback from morgan or a representative um, the day the column dropped, late in the day, there was an email from the head of Morgan Wallen's record label, who also happens to be Morgan Wallen's manager. Um, he sent me a fairly lengthy email saying that he'd gotten a, a Google alert on his phone while he was waiting for his, while he was at the hospital, waiting for his uh, new baby to be born. And he went, checked it out, and he uh, obviously didn't agree with anything that I said. And in his email, he pretty much wanted me to know that Morgan Wallen really is this nice guy and how um, sorry and remorseful he is and, you know, what he's done to try to rectify the situation. Um, it was pretty much, it was a well-written email that pretty much spelled out what you would expect a representative from Morgan Wallen to say. Um, and I, after I, I was finished reading it, I just kind of felt like we, he and I, he and his label rep, would definitely just agree to disagree. And uh, and that's okay. You know, it's my it's my feeling that when a person is says things when they're drunk, that they're probably, that they're saying what they mean. And they're probably, and, and in that particular instance, I feel like Morgan Wallen was saying something that he's comfortable saying and that he's has said before. Um, there's, there's, there's no way, reason I should think that that was something that word was something new to him. So that's why I really just had to just agree to disagree with the um, label rep. And I, re I replied back to him and, and basically told him that, you know, that I appreciated his taking the time to read the article. I appreciated him taking the time to, right back to me 
but that we, you know, we we don't agree on this particular uh, point right here. And I wish him well on the, on the birth of his new child. For sure. Uh, slightly unfortunate timing on on that regard. To turn, though, to the, the hip-hop question, because it is one that I saw in comments and on Twitter, and I want to acknowledge that I'm a white woman asking you this question, um, and I, I don't want to make you, like, answer for hip-hop as a whole, but what is the difference? Can you kind of briefly explain that? Yeah, and again, I, again, I, I, I'm not going to answer for the entire hip-hop community myself, even though I... I grew up in the culture and I, and I am a part of the culture. Um, when it's said from a black person to another black person, one distinction is it ends with an A. Okay. And it's used in the context of that's my brother. That's my N. That's my boy. And it's, 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 it's always a friendly context. Um, and I, I don't expect this to be understood either necessarily, but when it's used by other groups, it usually ends in an ER, often a hard ER, and that word is the word that goes back to slavery and Jim Crow and discrimination and the word used by non-Blacks to bring down and uh take down blacks and that, so that that is a big difference and it, it's not in, in any it's not a con it's not a word in any context that a non-black can feel comfortable should ever feel comfortable using that's just that's just the rule and i think it's a rule that a lot of people don't understand and disregard and say that well, we're going to use it how we want to use it anyway and that's just that's just just not how it works ever so that's what i have on that <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, it is. It is difficult. It's 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 imperfect, but it's um uh, it, it's 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 what it is. I'm not I'm not defending the word, but I'm I'm trying to best I'm trying to best explain how and why it's used. Gotcha. Completely. I mean, I I completely understand. <laughs> um, okay. and I wanted to give you a chance to respond to that one. Like I said, it was one of the more common responses. And I think, I don't know, I, I'm not sure why people would be confused, but clearly there's confusion there. So much confusion and I think it's unfortunate. And I think, I think there's a lot of people who just really want to be able to hang on to the word for very terrible reasons. They, they, they don't want to let, they don't want to let the word go. And it's, they seeing my people use it in our, in our context and, that does that doesn't give them any right to, to for them to use it. Doesn't it doesn't spill? There's no spillover. It doesn't spill over for them to use it in any context. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And as Beth said, I'm also a white woman and can't you know understand what it is like to hear that word, to know what that um, the context of that word means to you as a black man. But I do think that that is so at the heart, right, of the column you wrote, which is that you know there's a reason why you wouldn't feel comfortable uh, in this space at Bush Stadium at a Morgan Wallen concert. And a piece of that, maybe the heart of that is this, I'll use the word racist rant that Morgan Wallen went on in 2021. So thank you for delving into that more deeply because I do think it's important for readers and listeners to understand how that made you feel and why you would not be comfortable in that. <laughs> 
But and here's the thing to to that point too. He used the word in his in his drunken rant. He apologized. His fans forgave him. Everybody forgot and moved on. And though he though he became though he was already a star, obviously when he said the word, once he said it, his his record sales exploded. He became a mega superstar after saying the word. And that's that's interest that's really interesting to me. It's really sad to me. And I think it's very telling. I and mean, it's almost like his fans were co-signing his bad behavior or rewar- or rewarding his his bad behavior. And that that's that and that whole thing, that whole dynamic right there was at at was at the root of my not wanting to be in that space, in that room at Bush Stadium with Morgan Wallen and his fans. I mean, I, I mean how am I supposed to feel when in, in that stadium of people and his fans basically said, you know, it's okay. We forgive you. It's, it's, but it's, you said it, but it's cool. It's okay. We're going to, we're going to make, we're going to, we're going to buy it. We're going to stream you like crazy after that. It, it, it just, it just, I just don't, I just, it's a bad, bad message. I feel that I couldn't, I could not bring myself to being in that space. Um, about a week or so before the concert arrived and I realized it's time to it's time to deal with Morgan Wallen. How are we going to deal with Morgan Wallen? I know I don't want to be there, so I had to bring that to my editors, not knowing what the reaction was going to be, because he is this mega superstar with two dates at Bush. Now that's that's very, that's super huge. Not one date at Bush, but two. Not everybody gets two dates at Bush, so that's not a show to ignore. Um, but it was a show that I knew I couldn't be a part of, so I went to them. I told my editors how I felt. So what we came up with was uh, would just do this column then talking about how I feel, why I, why I won't be there, why I won't review. Um, and that was that was the perfect solution. We put that out there and that'll be the extent of what we say about Morgan Wallen's two concerts in St. Louis at Bush Stadium. No review, uh, no photo gallery. Um, we did consider the idea of the, just doing a photo gallery and that be that. But um, long before any of this, Morgan Wallace rep said there's no um, photography, no professional photography at his shows, only house photography. So that was so that option was um, X'd out pretty, pretty early on. So it was for me to, to write this column. And I spent um, the weekend before the concert, I spent the whole weekend pretty much um, holed up in my house. Uh, figuring this out, how I wanted to say it, what I wanted to say. I didn't want, it wasn't, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to rant about the singer. That's, that wasn't what I was here to do. I just wanted to explain my position, tell people who he is. There are a ton of people who don't even know who Morgan Wallen is, despite how big he is. Um, so I wanted to break down who he is, what albums he's put out, uh, reference past performances here in St. Louis. He's been here many, many times, uh, usually opening for people. Um, this was his second time. I'm, this, yeah, this was his second time, actually, as a headliner. He was also here in 2022 as a sold-out headliner at um, Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Um, so, again, I spent two days 
pretty much un unbothered, untethered from most everything. Just uh, striking that, just looking to strike the right tone without being offensive, without knocking his, um, without knocking his fans. Um, that, that wasn't my job to I was, without any name calling. I didn't do any name calling. I was I, th I thought I was very uh, reasonable. I thought I was very practical. I thought I explained myself uh, very well. I don't think I came off angry um, and I put it out there. And, you know, we got, I got, we got what we got, what we got. I got what I got. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned in the column uh, and obviously longtime readers of your work would know that you have covered Morgan Wallen and including this show in uh, concert roundups for the can't miss concerts of this summer uh, earlier this year in a similar list forecasting, you know, what big shows are going to be coming to town. So you were giving coverage uh, for those fans that this is coming up. Uh, and you, you said in the column too, that you didn't intend to, uh, single him out in this way. It's just that you, as a critic, as a black man, did not feel comfortable in this space and did not feel that it was a concert that you should or needed to be reviewing or would be reviewing. I guess if you can tell us a little bit about, you know, how it, what it meant to you to be able to share this kind of perspective so publicly, because obviously in a lot of your work, you're, you're sharing your opinion all the time uh, about art that you're reviewing. But this struck a much more personal chord. And I know we're a little bit treading on territory we've been in. Uh, but I did want to ask that just in a little bit personal. Yeah, it meant a ton to me. Um, as you said, I, as a as a reviewer, as a critic, I am putting my opinion out there um, regularly. But this was just a whole, it was just on a whole different level i mean this one very much struck a much more personal core personal accord and um it, it was just about putting myself out there in, in a different kind of way that i'm not used to um and and that and not being afraid to do so um and actually it what's what's a good word for that um it, it was just refreshing refreshing to me you know like i said i, I took i felt like i took my craft to a whole different level in in doing this and doing this in in this way, um, and I actually wouldn't be opposed to going deep in the future if the situation um, calls for it. And um, I would want to say too, this is probably this is probably the second time that I have taken this particular stance um the first time it, it didn't get this kind of um reaction um understandably so and let me just put this disclaimer out here um i'm not comparing these two artists um and i'm referring to r kelly and morgan wallen not comparing them in any way except that they're both singers um but i did take a stance where i wouldn't review or attend an r kelly concert again this was back in um i want to say 2017 or so he had a show booked at family arena if, if some might remember of all places which was kind of ironic in of itself and by that, by that point um i had finally come to my reckoning with r kelly who was an artist who i've liked from day one who i've realized late in the game i own late in the game that i cannot support this man um again there wasn't any, any blowback from that uh 
ton of people agreed. Um, but wasn't a big deal. But this one, the, the Morgan Wallen situation, also R. Kelly wasn't an artist that, that could have booked two sold-out shows at Bush Stadium. So the Morgan Wallen is just on a whole different level. But yeah, so, so people people think this, this may be the first time that um, I took this particular stance. But it's actually, it's actually the second, you know, just, just, just for the record. Yeah, and I did want to ask you about that. I think this is certainly a related piece of this column and this conversation and maybe one that you'll delve into, as you said, maybe more in the future. But um, I think in the past five years, there has been a much more dialed in and critical conversation about separating art from an artist and whether or not we as a culture should, can or should do that. And that can be a case by case basis. Um, but I do think, again, this column and some of the feedback from from readers touched on that piece, right? That Defenders of Morgan Wallen might have said, uh, well, it's you can review the art without the artist. But here you're saying that you did not feel that was true here, there. And then again, and for separate reasons with R. Kelly going back to 2017. Uh, what do you feel about that? It's definitely it's definitely a conversation in the culture and a very interesting one. And it was one in which I initially felt like regardless of who the artist is in their real life, in their personal life, I shouldn't, I shouldn't care about that, and I should only write about the art. That was my stance for a long time, for decades. Um, I did change it for the first time with R. Kelly, and then I revisited, revisited that um, with Morgan Wallen. And I, I'm at, the, I'm at a point now where I feel like it, writers, uh, entertainment writers, they have, they have to do, they have to do what's, we have to do what's best for ourselves. And it's in instances like this, what we feel comfortable with, you know, in terms of Morgan Wallen, I had to, I had to keep, I had to keep, I had to keep, um, how can I say this? I just, I had, I had to protect my peace. And I think that's more important than anything else in this particular situation. I wanted to be, I wanted to, pre I keep, those are three words that I've, I've, I'm learning and, and that I'm adopting right now, protecting my peace and also, and being comfortable in the spaces that I'm in including my workspaces. You, you gotta, gotta feel comfortable, gotta feel safe. There's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, no reason to apologize for that. And that's, that's, everybody should have that uh, policy. I feel regardless of what they do and where they are, you want, you want to feel comfortable and you want to feel safe. Um, if you, if a person feels like the um, art and the artist that they, need to both be uh combined as 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 I have here if that's if that's what works for you then that, that that's that's where you got to go with it is that's that's just where I'm at now this is where you got you just got to go with yeah. it and it's it's a difficult situation. it took me a while to get here again like I said wasn't always here but I'm here now and again it's something that's it's a case for me it is a case by case situation yeah I think that's for fair sure. and I think people uh just you know people like myself who are fans of music um but don't have any kind of piece of professional work you know i don't review music I, that's not a piece of my professional life um but i find myself being so much more um careful about who i'm giving my money to you know and you can never really know uh, an artist they are at the end of the day a, a stranger to you but what they choose to put out in the world and how they present themselves and comport themselves in the world can give you 
a window right into who they are. Uh, and yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with holding them accountable when at the end of the day, you are giving them not just your support as a fan, but your partner. I think that's the argument in a discussion that's that's will probably never come to a conclusion. You know, it's, it's going to be it's going to, it's, it's going to be ongoing. There's going to be people on one side of the argument, people on the other side of the argument. And that's and that's just where it's going to land. That's where it's going to stay. And, and that's that's kind of where we are. Ooh, I love that um, idea of protecting your peace. I think that's that's great. Let's I think shift. I might tweet. I might tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> just just tweet protecting my fear. Let it let it speak for itself. Protecting my yes <laughs> yes. Let's shift gears a little bit to um, like what you're excited coming up. Um, what kind of is is next for you what what other recent or or upcoming stories are you really proud of and excited to share with readers i have a story in particular that i'm looking forward to dropping at the end of the month i think it's going to generate a lot of reader excitement i think it's going to generate some debate not quite like morgan wallen (laughs) but still i think people are going to be interested so as as we all know um 2023 represents the um 50th anniversary of hip hop. And what I'm doing, I'm in the early stages of preparing this right now um, for the end of the month. I'm I'm looking at St. Louis's top 50 most impactful hip hop moments or people or things or places, just, you know, 50 most impactful hip hop. Um, and, and it's going to be a list. And, you know, lists are always controversial uh people are throwing the list around debating it you know who's who who, what made the list what didn't make the list how could i include this why did i include this but what i'm looking to do is really provide a list showcasing the top 50 st louis hip-hop things and it's going to be a respectful list um it's going to include you know, some obvious things that, that we know, is, you know, of course, Nelly has to be on the list. Of course, a Chingy has to be on the list. Um, and there's so many more. But then there's going to be some things that people may have forgotten about or didn't know. Like the fact that the one of the first big hip hop hits of all time, the Sugar Hill Gang's uh, Rapper's Delight, the first time it was ever played on the radio was by an East St. Louis radio station. So that that, that will be one of the things the top 50 uh hip-hop moments of uh in st louis so that's that's i think that'll be a really interesting eye-grabbing comprehensive thing to uh look forward to uh later this month yeah that's really exciting i didn't know that either so thanks for the yeah. <laughs> fun fact i didn't either a lot of people don't but it's a fact <laughs> i'm already <laughs> looking forward to that so Thank you so much for joining us, Kevin. We appreciate it, especially you going more and and giving us more about the reaction that you received. Thank you for giving me this additional space to uh, add more context to this, um, to the Morgan Wallen uh, story. I appreciate both of you. Yeah, thank you so much. And obviously, you know, we are colleagues, but you're in a different department. We don't work alongside each other every day. So (laughs) it was just a pleasure to also get to catch up with you and uh, be able to share your perspective. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Take care.